Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Mega Vision Show. Today is December the 15th, 2021. And joining me this week, if there was an okay. award for the guy, for being the guy who deserves the most awards, it'd be awarded to this guy. It's the very rewarding to be part of his life. It's Chris Powell. It's too sweet, too kind, Graham. Too I love that. you. Indeed, indeed. And if you don't know from that little intro, we'll be chatting about the Game Awards 2021 event. We'll talk about some of the winners, those game trailers, the many adverts. And yeah, with that, let's kick off the show. Yes, but before we get to that, um, Chris, is there a magazine update? We have not one, but two updates in this one magazine Ooh. update, Graham. This is like buy two for for one, or you get one for two. I don't know, but hey, what a we have some updates. We have some updates. Let me share the screen right quick. Let's see how this works. Let's get this going. Let's get this bad boy Let's rolling. Get... Let's make the bigger. So check as well. this out. Uh, and so this is our cover reveal for issue two. Uh, Sketchcraft finished this up yesterday, like late last night, sent it over. And wow, this is an amazing piece. I'm really excited to, to do this because it's Psychonauts 2 on our cover. And we have a lot of, of coverage of on Psychonauts and Double Fine in this issue, but Graham, I want you to take a look at it. Is there any, anything else you can see beyond our main character here? Um, are there any other, uh, other little Ooh. treats you spot in that, in this, in this, I, uh, I see someone who I don't think is from Psychonauts. Um, oh, it looks like the guy from Brutal Legend. I've got, you're you know, right. Jack Black's character. Well, I, can't, I can't remember his name now, but yes, he's got Eddie Riggs. Eddie Riggs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's that's the one thing that I love about Sketchcraft's uh, work is that he always puts little little other characters and Easter eggs, and he's got great detail, and I, and I love it. And this is another great piece that he did, and so we're you know we're, we love working with with him, and I think he does uh, he he gives a great um, just artistic uh, design to the magazine. It's the first thing people see when they pick up our magazine, and so it's very important. And so we're really excited about this. Uh, we're also, um, but before we, uh, there's another thing I want to show before we get, um, to that, I do want to just say that, uh, everything's on track. Uh, we're doing great, uh, for issue two, uh, we're on track for a February release. I think we announced that of a week or two ago. Um, but we've been working a lot, uh, behind the scenes since we released issue one, uh, a few months back, uh, just to try to get our processes in, in order. And we've worked really hard and we have been able to, to get, you know, basically efficiencies in place and our processes down. So the goal is to keep our, our, uh, basically our deadlines and our schedule quarterly throughout this year. Uh, and then, you know, have some, some big plans going forward. Uh, you know, next, I guess that would be 2023 then, but, um, so yeah, this is, it's, it's all great. I'm, I'm really excited, but looking at this piece, there's a reason that, it has Psychonauts 2, but also some of the Double Fine characters, because in this issue, uh, we have a, a review on Psychonauts 2. But not only that, we have a retrospective 
on Double Fine as a company, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, and it, it not only like goes into like the games that they've released, but also the history in the company, some of the key figures um, who've kind of come and gone throughout the company to kind of help them get where they are today. It's a, it's a really great piece. And one of the things I love is, is being able to put great art, which we have here with Sketchcraft's piece, with a really awesome uh, article, a feature piece. And I think that combines to make a really good magazine, you know, when we can do things like that. And so that's really what we're trying to do with every article, everything we put in there is just do everything to a, a high level and a, as high of a standard as we can. So I'm, I'm happy to see how this issue is shaping up and I hope our readers will end up uh, liking it. So, um, so be sure to check it out. You can, oh, what were you gonna say? Oh, I just said, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm glad. Let me, that's not it. That, that's oh, that's not, not the only update. What? No, don't. So I want to show something else. So we have been working uh, with our buddy, uh, James Taccio from at uh, GG Dreamcast to get some new product shots for our website, uh, for the web store, the mega store, as we like to call it. So I'm going to go here. Uh, what I'm showing is um, issue one of uh, Mega Visions. And what he's done is taken some really neat shots, artistic style shots that uh, that show the magazine, but also a bunch of different controllers spread around. And the idea is just kind of give a, 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 a visual communication of that. We cover stuff from all eras, retro, Sega, all sorts of stuff. Um, but then beyond that, we have some neat like, colored shots. The idea is just to give it a, a nice uh, distinction between the physical version of the magazine and the, the digital version of the magazine on the, the website. So going forward, we'll see more of these as we release uh, more issues. So I just wanted to kind of point that out and, and say thanks to, to James again um, at GG Dreamcast uh, for doing these. Actually, working earlier today, Graham, I was, I was uh, transcribing uh, a really cool interview that uh, we're going to be posting onto the website. And it's also uh, a larger portion is going to be published in, in next issue, but I haven't really announced anything on that yet. So okay. Maybe next week we'll talk more on that. Awesome. But as I was doing that, I was listening to James, uh, the GG Dreamcast YouTube uh, page, and I was listening to some really cool, like uh, chill Dreamcast tunes that he has on there. It's great. Uh, music to have while you're working. I loved it. So go check that out at GG Dreamcast. Um, he's on all the different socials. So awesome. check him out. Yeah, check him out. He's good, good guy. Good buddy. Yeah. Um, awesome. So is that the end of the uh, magazine updates from our side? Yes, for this week. I'll have more next week, I promise. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, with that, let's move on to what we've been doing. So how our week's been going, what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Chris, I'll let you keep the conversation flowing, buddy. What have you been up to? So, you know, you know, Graham, how you, there's those shows that are either made in the UK and they have their own version. And then there's a US version or maybe another region. They'll create their own version of that show. And sometimes they're better. Sometimes they're worse. Like, I mean, for the office, you could say that, uh, you know, the, the original was that the UK version and the US one was, was better. I think a lot of people would probably agree. I agree with that. And I'm English and yeah, <laughs> I'll probably get shot for saying that on the street, but yeah, the American version is better. Let's face it from season two onwards. 
brilliant show. But what happens though when you go to watch a new show and you don't realize that there's two versions of that show mm. and a friend of yours told you, hey, this show is great. You're going to love it. And you generally like the same kind of thing. So you, you believe that friend, right? And you go and watch it. And that's exactly what happened to, to Jamie and I this past week. We started watching this show called Ghosts. Okay. And a friend of us told us about it. It's basically, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, it's uh, a couple, a young couple uh, buy a, or no, they don't buy it. Uh, they, they, uh, she is, uh, what, what do you call it? In when you get handed Inherit? something down. Inherits? Inherited. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. She inherits this house. It's a big old mansion. It's yeah. kind of in disrepair. But they have this idea that they could like turn it into kind of like a bed and breakfast or something. And but the problem is, is that it's it's uh, haunted by all these ghosts. Okay. And there's like seven or eight of these ghosts. And it's all people who had either lived there or died on the property at some time throughout time. And it ranges from a caveman to a, a politician uh, who. And the funny thing, too, is that when you die, whatever you were wearing, like when you die, that's what your ghost also is wearing. And so this politician somehow died with his pants down. I think he was probably <laughs> having so <laughs> and so you could see him right there. But uh and so now he just walks around with his pants off and he has uh just his uh, boxer briefs and stuff and it's just hilarious the the type of things that can happen. But anyway, we start watching the show and we get like halfway through it and I'm like this show is not very good i not like it this at all and uh jamie she's like yeah this is this is this kind of sucks we finished the first episode and she's like you know what i bet we might be watching the wrong episode and sure enough we were we were watching the u.s version which i guess came out afterwards because uh we found that the uk version i think that's on hbo max Okay. That version has like three seasons or something. And uh, we started watching that show and it was immediately better. Like it was the, I, I love all of the, the characters of, for the ghosts. They all have such unique, like funny personalities. And what's best about it. It's only each episode is only 30 minutes long. And so for us, you know, like we are pretty much done with our night finally around like nine 30, but by then we're completely like toast, you know, we get up really early. So, we usually go to ride around 1030, maybe even earlier. So if we can get an episode or maybe two episodes sneak this in, that's great. Um, it's been really funny. I definitely uh, suggest you guys check it out. Awesome. Yeah, I'd never heard of that. Um, before your description and the trailer I just sort of showed everyone. Uh, yeah, that looks really cool. That sounds like right up my alley. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've never said it. Um, anyone who's in the UK, it's on the BBC. So it's going to be on BBC iPlayer. So I'm going to check it out on there, I think. Um, yeah, cool. Awesome. What else? What else have you been up to? What else are you watching? Graham, well, I, I, I don't even want to talk about anything else that I've been watching because I've been watching oh. a lot. But oh, okay. Because I think this next thing is just going to take too much time. Right, um, let's do it. Let's, let's... I will admit, Graham, here and now, that Halo Infinite has completely consumed me. <laughs> um, I am now... <laughs> oh, I'm, I yes. find myself waking up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And I, I wake up and I'm thinking, if I get up right now, uh, I could like play Halo for about an hour and a half before anyone else gets up. Because we get up pretty early. <laughs> And, and that, so that's what I've been doing. I've been like waking up at four o'clock and just playing Halo, the campaign 
And oh my God, it's dude, I'm having so much fun with this campaign. And what I've been doing is I've been putting so much of my upgrades into the, the grappling hook. And this game makes it so much fun to just traverse around the environment. So I basically feel like I'm playing a Spider-Man game at this point. <laughs> I Because I've got my cooldown on my grappling hook to like 40% less now. And so I can basically climb any like mountainous region or get anywhere that I'm supposed to, or even when I'm not supposed to, I've been able to find like ways to do that. Uh, so I guess we just go back to, to, to explain what this campaign is and like how it's different than past Halo games, because uh, Graham, you've been playing a little bit too, but you know, this is like the first, I guess, truly open world Halo game that we've had um, where it feels like, I guess kind of like a Far Cry type game, you know, where you can look at your map, you can uh, find objectives that are, it can range from uh, having to go help some troops that are, you know, under fire, you know, or going and um, freeing like a forward operating base, which is exactly the same kind of stuff that you do in Far Cry and all those other games. So from that standpoint, like it, I, I'm not seeing that it does anything like drastically different than all these other open world, you know, first person, you know, action games like that, but it's doing it in the halo trappings and it's doing it really, really well. And I think going back to what I said earlier is like, I think one of the most important things to make uh, one of these open world type games, a lot of fun is because a lot of times the maps are so big you have to make getting around those things fun and fast. Yeah. You know, whereas like Far Cry, they do a great job because they'll let you get in planes and all this crazy stuff that you can fly around and it's just crazy, you know? Whereas like, um, you know, Halo kind of restricts that uh, because it's more grounded in, you know, science fiction, I, I guess, reality, you know, in this scope. But the, the addition of the grappling hook is single-handedly like the coolest thing to make this open world halo work i think because i'm just shooting that thing all around and like i i it's almost like i can slingshot myself and it makes it, it just going around so much more fun it you you do have fast travel you know between fobs and things like that but i don't even care and i don't even get into any of the um the the, the vehicles very often because it's just so much fun just to run around and uh <laughs> I think I tweeted earlier today that Halo Infinite is like the best uh, Spider-Man game of this generation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome! Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm I'm having a, a lot of fun with it overall. I will say though, because this is how I've always started every Halo game. As I always start the campaign on normal, and then I like to replay it on each difficulty, stepping up to mm. eventually get to like legendary, which yeah. is a lot of fun. And you and I have completed the legendary modes on several halo games throughout the years yeah. together. Um, but I will say though, that the normal difficulty seems way too easy. Like, yeah. To the point where mm. I just am like, I, I feel like it's just, there's sometimes not enough challenge from basic enemies. Like the brutes, I'll shoot them with a bow rifle like two or three times on the head. They're dead. I'm like, that, that's crazy. And that's not how it was certainly in past halo games. I'm sure. But, um, I don't know if it's just to maybe you also got to consider the fact that like those other Halo games, I guess, were a much more linear 
and you probably wanted to keep the you didn't want the player to progress as fast in the level yeah. whereas now that it's an open world game that restriction isn't necessary or that that's not necessary uh and uh, like something that is as big of an issue maybe as it was in the past one so now they've lowered that to, to keep combat faster or something i don't know if that's what it was but the difficulty from that standpoint certainly seems uh lowered mm-hmm. uh so i i don't know if i i tried to go into the, the settings and change that but i couldn't figure out how to do it so oh. elliot was telling me that he thinks he thinks you have to just restart a new a whole new fucking campaign mm-hmm. which i hope i hope not I hope that's not the, um, the the truth. And I also saw that uh, apparently, like people have been upset because there's not a standard like campaign selection, like you can in other other Halo games. But I can see how this game's it's harder to do that with this. There's a lot. What do you mean by standard campaign selection? I don't really understand. So that. you know, back in the other Halo games, you could after you've replayed campaigns, you could go through and replay them again oh the the missions and stuff yeah oh okay yes but because this is a completely kind of different game essentially it's not built the same way you know it's not structured the same way i should say from a a a progression standpoint in the campaign it's an open world game and so Mm -hmm. there's multiple different factors i mean so I don't know how that works. Maybe they could just do like an old password code, you know, from back in the day, like a <laughs> 19 character password you got to input. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> to go forward, we have to go in the past. Um, oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, what do, you, what do you think so far about it, man? Okay. I, I've, I've been having a lot of fun with it, like I said. So I, I guess this I'll go into my sort of um, my, what I've been up to lately. So the other day, it was actually my birthday. Um, because it's like very oh, close happy to- belated birthday thank you very much because it's, it's quite close to christmas uh kate lovingly bought me an xbox series s oh yeah oh all right so it's a birthday and christmas present i did want to get the x the xbox series x i can't though it's you literally can't get it like it's literally impossible to get hold of one of those things um i mentioned on the show a few weeks ago i had an opportunity to- very briefly that a shop kind of semi close to me about an hour's drive away had three in stock by the time i basically left my house they'd sold out they sold out within like 15 minutes or something it was ridiculous so yeah it's, it's I will basically say this. Oh. oh go ahead keep playing no, no what are you gonna say what, what will you say will you say this i was just gonna say i own an s and i absolutely love it i will say i i, I don't I don't know if I was saying on the podcast a few weeks ago, if that's the same one, but I think it's one of the best deals uh, for like what you get uh, in return, you know, in, mm. in, in tech these days, because it's what two ninety nine. I don't know what, uh, what that I think it's 204 us. It's 249 pounds in the UK. I think, I think that's how much it was. Okay. So yeah, it's like half the price of a PS five yeah. or a series X basically. Sure. I don't. I don't remember what the technical difference is, you know, between the two. But, dude, it's it's such a great little device. I I love my Series S. Uh, and, dude, Halo Infinite looks amazing running on that game. I did. I will say though, I I switched because there's a quick option between performance and I think quality. Yeah. And I have performance set, and then I change it to quality, and it like you could immediately see like the change in like oh, really? the frames per second and yeah at least on on the one i noticed and i, I changed it back to performance and 
it runs much better. Ah, see, I've it's had just, it on quality when I've been playing. Ooh, interesting. Maybe I'll change it to performance and just see what's if, how different it is. Because I think performance is the default setting, I believe. Yeah, I changed it to quality. I was like, I want to see the best. I want, to, I want the best it can be. Because it, it runs really well. Like, I've, So I've been playing on the S. I agree with you. I'm actually very impressed with the S. Like, I know everyone says it's not as powerful. It's no, you know, it's like... It's like the shit version, obviously, uh, but it's not. It's actually a really cool console. From what I've played, what I've briefly experienced of it, I'm loving it. Um, and the thing is, I don't have a 4K TV or 4K display, so I don't need the extra, you know, graphics. I guess you know that you might get from <laughs> like the the so, Xbox okay, wait, Series X or PS5. If you don't have a 4K TV, why are you setting it in performance or in quality mode? I want to see what it looks like in quality mode. It seems to run really well. Yeah, yeah but it's going to still not look that great because you don't have, you don't have it in 4K. Fine. So just I will change performance mode. I am going to change it to performance oh mode and see what it looks like. See if it changes at all. Uh, so you're right. You're right. That's a good point. Well made. Well made indeed, sir. Um, I, I could see a, a, a big difference. I think it's probably less. Um, I would imagine the difference would be a lot less on a on a Series X. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the two, um, just because it is, you know, supposed to be a lot more powerful. But yeah, I, I love my S. Um, and when I eventually get a Series X, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, put that in my main, you know, uh, living room. And the Series, the S is gonna come here into the studio. Um, yeah. But I've also played a, a few of the missions on my Xbox One. Have you done oh, any of that? No, I haven't actually bothered to be honest. No. Yeah, I've been doing that, and it it's running. It's <laughs> put that in 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 uh, quality mode. See how that looks on your, your ghetto TV. Right? <laughs> nice, nice. I will say just a few things that uh, about the game. So I put quite a few hours into it now. I'm in a similar situation where basically I'll get up in the morning and be like. I could play Halo for 20 minutes or half an hour before work and stuff. Like, it's one of those things that... This is one game that, like... I was very excited for it when it first came out. Um, But it actually has been a game that I've just actually been like, I really want to play this game. Um, And... When I the thing is when I first put it in and first played it, you know, there's a there's basically an opening sort of mission basically where you're on a ship trying to escape the ship before you get onto the Halo ring. Um, and when you come out into the Halo ring, it's like you got to. Um, clear a, 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 f- a fob like a forward operating base of enemy soldiers and it's like oh yeah go and unlock all these things and like go and do this i was like i was worried it's going to fall into the trap of being an open world game where it's just like very shallow kind of fun but still kind of shallow because there's so many open world games out there that are like that mm-hmm. but very soon after i realized it's not like that i love the way they've incorporated the actual um main storyline and stuff and like how it progresses and takes you around the sort of the open world map, as it were. Uh, the cutscenes are fantastic. The acting's brilliant. Um, the story, I'm really digging the story so far. Like it's really drawing me in. Can we talk about how awesome the grunts are in this? <laughs> I mean, they're 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 the best they've ever been in any Halo game. And in fact, it's funny cool. because Odin. I've actually been getting Odin into Halo. Um, I because he started watching me play over the weekend, and I gave him because he. he I'm, I'm not super far into the campaign, but um, I will say, I'm trying to say, I've, have you gotten to the first Spire? Yes, I've def- done the first, yeah, I think I've done the first Spire now. So I yeah. think we're probably, yeah, are you too far after that? Not too far. I basically got to a point where, so here's, here's what happened to me. You know, you're talking about like traversing the world. 
right. I got to a point where they actually flew some banshees at me and I grappling hooked onto a banshee, kicked the guy out of it and just started flying around. I was like, oh yeah. But then I was like flying around. I was basically, I was covering so much ground so quickly and easily. I was like, this is kind of ruining the game for me. And I got out of the banshee and started driving around the little mongoose. <laughs> like actually a gun goose. I was using one with the guns on it. <laughs> oh, so I was like, cool. I just want to go around and like, nee. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm not too far past it in the actual terms of storyline, but yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it sounds like we're about around the same, the same, um, the same place, but yeah. So I was telling Odin the, the story uh, to get him caught up and he was just like, man, Halo is crazy. Yeah. It's <laughs> so big. He's been wanting to watch and, and play it, and so now we're we're planning to to play through some of the older games together. But one of his favorite thing is is going up to those uh, the grunt uh, propaganda towers oh, and just yeah. listening to the things that they say. <laughs> they are funny. so funny. Yeah, I, I honestly I want to find out who who are some of the writers behind this and who wrote some of that dialogue because it's brilliant. Some yeah. of the stuff that they say are so great, and it's even funny too because they'll. They'll talk if, if when they kill you, they'll talk about like how they're getting some uh, like reward or, you know, and yeah. they'll say their name. And even the, the, when the grunts kill you, it's the best because they're just like, wait, what did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> great, brilliant stuff. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's yeah. It's such a fun game. This is, this is actually probably the best FPS or the most fun I've had with an FPS game since Far Cry 3. And they're kind of quite oh, similar no. games. They're both open world games, but they both nailed the balance between open world and story progression. Because Far Cry 3, for me, had one of the best story progressions and storylines I've ever had in a first-person shooter. Like, it really drew me in. I felt like I was in this this island world, basically, where I was trapped there and I had to try and escape. And, you know, there's a mad guy like trying to take me down and stuff. So, yeah, Halo so far has been kind of not not quite a similar experience, but the, the way they've, they've told the you know story progression and stuff, it's... Really cool. There are a couple of things I do want to touch on. So I think the the vehicle controls, the vehicle weights or physics, I guess, are really weird and floaty and light now because I keep tipping over the warthogs and the mongooses and even like even like the ghosts and stuff, like the ones that hover along the ground. I keep knocking. I, I keep flipping them over. I'm like, I've never crashed this so many times in in Halo. Maybe it's because the Halo ring. As a different gravitational pull <laughs> maybe, now. Maybe it is. Oh. Maybe it's that. Oh, I, and the- I thought that they said they felt very similar to me. Like the, oh, I, I, I like the floatiness. I will mm. say, oh man, the one thing that's freaking me out about this game, and maybe it's because my TV, I'm so close to it, and it's so big. But uh, when I jump down like far, because there's no fall damage, right? And so you could jump from like hundreds of feet high. I sometimes get the sensation that I'm falling <laughs> and like, I like it freaks me out. It. And so there's times where I have to jump down and I won't even, I'll look away. From <laughs> it's it, like, it gives me like the feeling like I'm going down a roller coaster and I hate roller coasters. Oh no. I'll ride them, but I get a very bad, like I get paranoid, you know, I get yeah. a lot of anxiety and stuff, but that it's making me feel that. And it's freaking me out sometimes. I don't know if anyone else out there feels that, yeah. but Holy crap. It freaks me out, but um, yeah, man. Uh, that ah, oh, one of my favorite moments uh, that I've had. It's like you know when you create your own little moment in a game. It's um, there's that that mission with the massive, um, I guess what are they called Air, anti-aircraft guns, the massive yeah. ones. We have to go up and destroy them and stuff. It was the last one of those I went to, and I'd actually taken a ghost up in the little thing, like in the little um, what's it called anti-gravity lift or whatever. I was like, will this work? I went up in it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. 
And um, basically, when the thing was starting to explode and stuff, like one of the doors like leads to an exit, and I basically like blasted my way out of that, like you know, full like with a boost on the thing. And I I didn't really, I really know where it's shooting me out of, but I basically flew off the mountain. I just started. I was just like. It was like, like you say, it was like one of those weird sensations where you genuinely feel like you're falling. I was like, oh, shh. I just like, I, I think I recorded. I think I did a game capture of it because I was just like, oh, and just kept falling and falling. And then I landed and sort of skidded. And there's a bit of a crash at the end, but it didn't die. And I was just like, that was insane. And you turn around and you see the gun just exploding like hundreds of meters up in the air. You're like, whoa. Um, it's impressive how yeah. they have been able to create like cinematic set pieces in this you know open world game it's very good um and it's not you know fmv you know it's all stuff yeah happening in real time in the game so that's great uh i will just say though that don't try to keep adding all these like new spartan abilities in the game <laughs> i'm not going to use anything other than the grappling hook <laughs> nothing else is oh, happening here i i've not- i've I've been dabbling in all the other ones. I've actually fully upgraded my grappling hook, but I've been using the the sh- the, the weird shield thing you drop up down and stuff. And uh, uh, oh, the sensor thing—the sensor thing—I love. Like, the, I love it. It's so handy. I only just want to be Spider Chief <laughs> and just live my life as Spider Chief and just oh, like, sling around, you know, the the Halo ring and, and all that. So I, uh, uh, yeah, the storyline also is a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying yeah. all that. Um, it's just a great game so far, man. I'm yeah. having a lot of fun with it. So. I, I will say one thing before the game came or the day the game came out or something, I read a review online and um, it's from a writer. I don't, I can't really remember his name. But it was on a reputable website and they were saying stuff about the storyline and some negatives about it. And the, what they said wasn't true. If that makes sense. Like I was reading it go, cause I was basically talking about how, um, Basically, the main enemies you're fighting in it are remnants of the old Covenant forces, um, the Banished, Banished, basically. Yeah. The Banished, yeah. Um, so there's, yeah, there's, there's mostly brutes, but they've also got some grunts and elites and stuff, a bit like the Covenant. Um, and they're like, yeah, they're the only enemy in the game, and it's a bit disappointing to see that they're the only enemy. Like, literally within the first hour or so, you find out they're not the only enemy. Like, it's like... That I was just like reading it. I, I read it and I was like, oh, well, that's a bit of a shame, but I'm still going to play the game. I played it and like within an hour, I was like, that's not even that's true. Like they clearly haven't played the game. And they, oh yeah, they were just sort of saying, oh yeah, there's a lot of, you know, taking over the forward operating bases and, you know, grinding work. They said it was really good fun, but yeah, it feels like the storyline's not quite there. The storyline's one of the best Halo storylines I've been in. I'm like, these guys have not played the, it's really, this is just one of those annoying things that often happens. Like, don't don't trust the reviews out there. Well, they do trust them. Most of them have been really positive, so I don't I don't read that. <laughs> I haven't read any of the reviews, so I, I wouldn't uh, know. I, I I saw that it was getting a lot of high review scores, uh, mm. so that really you know um, was good. But I didn't have read any of the the stuff. I yeah. just didn't want any of the 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 campaign to be spoiled at all. So I sure. just stayed away. Um, but I've you know no spoilers here we are we're not gonna yeah yeah um um, yeah that's enough halo we'll we'll talk more uh because it'll be interesting we're close to the same spot and i want to see like uh next week where we're at yeah i'm I'm actually gonna do loads of the side missions i think now because i just i just really want to go around and do stuff and stuff well yeah so much fun you're right it's so much fun to explore i'm really this okay i'm just gonna say this is probably my favorite Halo experience since the original one, because the original Halo blew my mind back in the day. So it was so impressive for its time. 
this is equally impressive to me. Like, I know there'd been other open world games out there, but this is so much fun. Uh, I'm, I'm just loving it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's no, my it's, final it's thing on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, all right. Anything else? Uh, let's, I uh, guess uh, it's your. Do we? Do we? I don't know if we officially put it over to you, but if you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's one other thing that I've been playing, which I was going to initially talk about, but then you know we spoke about Halo, so that's brilliant. Um, but I've actually finally really started playing The Witcher Three as well, uh, <laughs> which is um, I've owned it for you know. A couple of years i've had it on xbox and stuff i've never got into a witcher game in the past like i genuinely even so like i played witcher 1 on pc i played witcher 2 on xbox 360 when it first came out witcher 3 came out i own that on the xbox one um i even witcher 3 i didn't really enjoy on my xbox one i got past the first opening i guess the tutorial area of the game um and i was like it's okay i just wasn't really enjoying it but randomly, you say, wait, this is the first. Uh, you said that, that was Witcher three. You played that, a bit of. See, so yeah, I played, I played a bit of Witcher one. I just did enjoy it. Witcher two, I remember playing for about two hours and going, I just don't like this game. I'm just like, I'm not enjoying this. Witcher three again, I played for a good hour, a couple of hours, like the opening area of the game. And again, I got to like the next bit. I sort of did one mission. I was like, oh, I'm done. I don't care. I just don't care. I was just like, I just one of those things. that's like, I don't care. But I picked it up on the Switch. Um, and like it was really cheap. There's like a sale on at Christmas or whatever. So I was like, yep, yeah, I'm gonna uh, or Black Friday or whatever it was, because uh, Christmas hasn't come yet. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I picked it up and I was like, oh, I'll give it another try. Uh, partly because Kate was watching the Witcher TV series on Netflix, and I was of like, of course she is. Just like yeah. my wife is, is yeah. eagerly awaiting to <laughs> yeah. see Henry Cavill on our TV. Somewhere. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's what was happening. But yeah, I, uh, I was like, I might, I might try playing the game again. So I got it, and I really got into it. I, like, I don't know what happened. Just suddenly, like something clicked in my brain. I was like, I'm enjoying this. I'm like really getting oh, into I'm it. I'm enjoying a good game. Yeah, apparently this game is actually good. Um, but I will say, I still think sometimes the controls are janky, like annoying. Like there's really fiddly at times when you're just trying to like click on something, like mount your horse, for example, or or you'll be in combat and like, you know, Geralt will be like doing his spinny thing with his swords and twirling around. And then suddenly he'll knock onto a different enemy and spin around and try and get them. But he's too far away from the other enemy. And the enemy I'm trying to fight there's like really close and suddenly hits me and it's like ah like those sort of things annoy me and i think that's what pissed me off when i first started playing originally but i've kind yeah, of i mean there yeah. is some some of that like jankiness of the game but dude it's the combat is built so well i, I think it's so super smooth i love it's just it's a fun to engage in combat in that game they give you a lot of different abilities and ways mm. to approach combat and you can mix them all in uh and i I love the story, dude. I Witcher Three is my favorite game of that whole generation. It's wow, it's, okay, it, it really yeah. is. I've I've had more fun with that than than any other the game. And there's just so much content. There's so much to do in that game. I haven't even finished it all yeah. the way. Um, there's so much stuff there. Um, I would love to jump back into it. I would actually like to give the Switch version a try. I can't imagine it runs all that great. It- this is, this is the amazing thing. It actually runs really well because I remember that's what all the reviews were saying. They're like, somehow they put this, they put Witcher Three on Switch, and it's amazing. Like, I mean, visually you do see a bit more pop up and stuff, and maybe there's not quite as much detail on some of the screen in some areas, but it actually looks good still. It looks like a very good game, and 
it runs really well. Like there's no slow. I haven't experienced any slowdown so far. Um, apparently all the contents there, like there's nothing missing from the game. Um, the, the version, I just downloaded the main version, which has the expansion packs as well. Um, yeah, it just all seems to be there. seems, and I'm very, very much enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Although Halo Infinite has completely consumed my life now, so I'm not going to play Witcher 3 for a while. You, I, <laughs> I will say, though, that you're, you were wrong. You should have kept playing the Xbox version because that would have been probably a, a better experience. I, I, I mean, it probably would you. be, but I've got so much further on the Switch version, I'm not going to go back to the Xbox version anytime soon. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. That's what happened to me because I had the PS4 version, and then I think I bought the, like, the remastered version on Xbox. Mm. Uh, and so I wanted to play it on that, but then I had all my save originally. My PS4 version is the one I got really far in, and so I've still not figured out how I'm going to approach that. So I just decided I'm not going to play it at all <laughs> until I figure it out. I will say for any listeners or watchers, if you've been playing Witcher Three on PC, either Steam or GOG, um, you can transfer your saves to the Steam uh, to the Switch version. There's actually an option oh, to do cloud. Cool. So you can, if you've got any cloud saves on Steam or GOG it will transfer to the Switch. Annoyingly, I don't have that because I haven't been playing on the Steam. But um, that's quite a cool feature. I was like, annoyingly, they don't connect to Xbox Live cloud saves, but, you know. Yeah, well, um, that's kind of neat. So. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little feature. But yeah, um, so yeah, Witcher 3, really good. Really enjoying it. It's like a three-year-old game now or whatever it is. Um, it's probably longer than that. It's like, was it 2016 or something? It came oh, out? yeah, it's been released longer than that. God, it's like sure. five years old. Um, Whoa, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been I'm, out there. I mean, it's... It's going to be one of those games that have they announced like a 4K remaster version of that? Yet? Oh, they probably or, have. Like, they probably Xbox, have. You know, Actually, and, I think it, you can. You, there is an Xbox S Series X and S enhanced version, I think. So okay, yeah. I don't know if it's remastered, so but yeah, I think it's just the enhanced version. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, yeah. But Halo Infinite, that's 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 the one right now for me. I, I'm actually so impressed. With this, yeah, because I think other Halo games have had some. Like they've been good, they've been fun, but they haven't been amazing. If that makes sense, as this one has amazed me. I'm like, whoa! This I think fun. what they've done is they, they they've taken away all the stuff from the past few games that people didn't like. Yeah, um, they kept the good stuff and they added uh, some necessary mechanics and abilities that that make for, I think that make for bringing Halo in, in from what it was like a, a linear FPS into an open world sandbox style game and yeah. adding the grappling hook is the greatest invention in video game history. <laughs> Let's just say that right now. Yeah. Oh, I, there's something I was meant to mention when you were talking about it at the start. This is technically the second open world Halo game because Halo ODST was technically an open world game. You're walking around a city basically, but this does feel like a proper more open world campaign, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I think people are, are saying though, this is the, first true i think that's how yeah. it's kind of built but yeah um, yeah anyway, anyway anyway let's let's move on oh hello everybody welcome back uh yes we are going into our feature discussion this week which is all about the game awards and chris you watch this did you or did you not i did I, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it in about 14 to 21, maybe <laughs> five-minute blocks to be able to finish it. Uh, but I watched it all, yeah. Uh, I, finished, I finished it all up. I, I Overall, man, I, I have to say, 
before we get into uh, you know specific moments, overall, I was thoroughly impressed with mm-hmm. with the show. Uh, I I think they just did a, a really good job. There was some in in the uh, in the stream that I was I was wa- watching the Gamespot stream. There were some moments where the like sound would cut out yeah. uh, at certain times. I don't know if that was just for my stream or if it was like other ones, um, but that was an issue. Uh, I assumed it was just my stream, uh, but overall, just from a quality of of the games that were shown, I, I think it. This, these next couple of years are going to be very fantastic. There were some mm-hmm. truly, for me, uh, like breathtaking games that were shown that I felt like, holy crap, this is the next generation of games. Like this is truly feels like, okay, I'm, I'm there now. Like the, the, the PS5 and the Series X and S, like this is what is really those games that are really doing those Siri or those uh those consoles justice I think um and at least give you a bigger reason why uh you should spend the money on them um if you can get them that is. yeah but anyway like I just thought overall it was really great uh, I thought Jeff Keighley did a, a tremendous job uh I don't have too many you know criticisms uh I I was just overall happy and I think they did a good job at showing why the Game Awards should be here. I, I think the, I think they did a good job saying that there should be a you know kind of a a premier game awards show for the game industry, and I think he's done a good job to show that this is should be should be that you know, and I think an annual show that awards greatness and excellence in various categories uh, in the industry is absolutely worthwhile because every other film and, and TV and music, they all have them. Uh, the game video game should as well. Uh, but I think the cool thing about it that makes, you know, the game awards different is that they also, in addition to all the awards is they put in these great reveals and in and, and game trailers and stuff. So it makes it for me, I think these award shows are way more exciting than, you know, so like, you know, the Grammys or the Oscars or whatever, you know, you're watching. So this Fair stuff enough. is good. I think, and, I, and I'm happy it's going to continue. So that's my overall thoughts. Uh, I'm going to have some positive things to say. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if I should say this at the end or say it now, but I'll say it now. It's great because you've done your kind of your overview piece. Watching this reminds me of why I generally dislike award ceremonies. <laughs> like I'm literally the polar opposite for you on this. Like, so okay, it's not, it's not, it's not just game game awards. It's also movies or music or whatever. I genuinely don't care about most of what's happening. I don't care about most of the winners, most of the little skits they do. Like you know when like presenter comes on, um, like they had um oh. God, is it Simi Lu or something? Who the guy who does who did Shang Chi and was also in um, um Kim's Convenience? Right. Um, yeah, like his little piece. Like I really like him as a as a guy and an actor. Um, I just thought that was you know, it's very phoned in. Just his little bit when he's introducing the game award thing. It's like I get what he's doing. Yes, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't really care. It felt really cringy you know to what, me. Though, I I saw that and and I agree. Like his bit was not very good, but I think what's important. Um, because there's some other ones too. I think uh, Paul George was on it. He was an NBA player. He he just kind of read his lines and mm. kind of monotonely walked off. Uh, 
I'm sure these people are paid to be there. Oh, but yeah. beyond that, I think they do it. I think because they want, they like games, you know, I think they want to be associated with it and stuff. Uh, and so I think that's kind of cool that it's, you know, that in their way that they're lending some more credence to this show uh, by, you know, they're yeah. a celebrity and they want to be there, but I agree. Um, like his, his, yeah. his bit wasn't very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame them for being there at all. Like, you know, whether they game was not, like, um, I, I believe he is actually a gamer. I mean, uh, from what I know about him, yeah, he is a gamer and stuff, which is cool. Like, him being there didn't surprise me. I wasn't like, oh, my God, why did they get him in here? I was like, I like him. I think he's cool. Uh, but, yeah, I just didn't. They like, didn't have anyone on there where you felt like, okay, this you know this person's fake or this person, you know this person's not really, you know, giving genuine lines. You know what I mean? Because at mm-hmm. least, like, a lot of the writing that they gave for these people – was believable enough that you could yeah. see that they, you know, might say yeah. that or and, that they might believe that at least. Where it's not like back in the day where they'd have these like silly, you know, celebrities or comedians that would come on and, and just crack stupid jokes and make yeah. fun of the industry and stuff like that. It's not like that anymore. Where they, I can't yeah. remember that one douchebag they had, the guy from Scream. Remember him? Uh, which douchebag from Scream? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, which one? There's so many of them, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I won't even. Yeah. I won't even go there. But, but um, the, th- the the thing yeah. about okay, the thing about this award ceremony is the thing I didn't give a shit about, and you kind of you didn't say this, but the, what you were talking about gave me credence to what I'm saying. Basically, the Bernie Kerry about were the awards. Literally, didn't give a shit about them. The game traders for the next the next games coming out. Those were the cool bits. That was awesome. And that's like almost like that's basically kind of what like E3 and shit used to be back in the day. I mean, I know people used to play games beforehand, but like used to get the presentations where they show you this is the cool stuff that's coming out next year. Whereas, yeah, and it's almost like it's crossing that line between is it an award ceremony or is it that announcement show? Basically, um, the announcements well, are awesome, Graham- but the awards, I was just like, <laughs> literally don't care. Literally don't care about this. Like, if you're going to enjoy the game, I fantastic, think- but I don't care. <laughs> Right. And I think you you probably represent a lot of gamers out there. A lot of people, you know, I'll, you probably represent a lot of the same opinion. But the thing is, though, that's why they need these game reveals, Graham, because that's how they get you to watch it. Otherwise, they know people, you know, like you won't watch it. So they want to get you to watch it. So they put these game reveals and trailers and stuff in there. Um I, I but, personally prefer yeah, it just to I be mean, like a half hour show where they go, hey, here's the games that are coming out in like two years' time. Check it out. But that's not the point. <laughs> it's the, the point is not the trailers. The point is the game awards. That's literally the name of the show. That's the point. But that's so, the thing I'm trying to say. What's the point in having a show about game awards if that's the bit that people don't want to watch? If you're saying that I represent a lot of the people who watch this, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Like, you, know, it doesn't... you represent a segment Okay, of the I... demographic that they want to watch the show. Right. Okay, there are but... plenty of people in the industry and out of the industry who watch it for the awards because you don't personally okay. like them. I'm sure there's tons of people out there that do. There probably are. But I'm... my point is... Okay. No, yeah, no, there probably are. There probably are. Yeah. But I think that that's why I think that this is the way they have to, to build the show in the format that they're doing it in uh, by combining the awards aspect with the game trailers aspect and the, the reveals and some of the performances and things like that. Um, 
because that's how you get people to do that. And I think they probably do similar stuff in like the movie industry where they probably reveal like new trailers and stuff in commercials and things like that. But um, I yeah. get what you're saying. And yeah. I think what you're saying is like you would be you would rather just watch the trailer stuff without any awards stuff and just be done with pretty it, much right? like I, I kind of. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I I respect the all the game developers, the the people involved in all this stuff. Like, I do kind of understand why there's an award ceremony because you know some some it's it's good to sort of show the accolades of the hard work that a lot of people have put into these games and stuff. It's brilliant. It's like like with the movie industry, you know, this is an amazing movie. It deserves an award. This deserves to be the movie of the year or the game of the year or whatever it is. Or the artwork or art direction in this game is so amazing. There's just needs to be an accolade behind this, and getting nominated is also a good accolade as well. But yeah, I just I don't I just, at the end of the day, I'm just like I I think it's maybe it's it's me. I I I I completely understand. I'm not the full representation. I of, think you're of, also, and I I think that in some ways, um, you haven't been, you may not have been playing a lot of these games and stuff too. These a lot of the modern games that have been releasing, uh, and so you may not have as much interest in the developers and the games winning as you would have maybe in years past when you were playing more games at the time and Possibly. You kind of know of those games. But um, anyway, let's, let's get, get beyond that. Let's, yeah, okay. let's get let's into get some, that. Some, yeah. some, some, some fun stuff. <laughs> but very differing opinions there. I uh, quite like, um, but okay. Let's see how our opinions are going to differ on our top Ooh, five yeah. though. Yeah. Graham. So, so yeah, for the audience, what we're going to do, we're not going to go through all the games or anything like that because that's going to take too long and just go and check it out on YouTube. You can find it or another blog post or something. Um, but basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through our five top, I guess, moments or our top games or whatever of the show. Um, we're going to go, you know, five, four, three, two, one, one being the best. Um, so yeah, who wants to start off? Chris, do you want to start off or? I'll let you start off. You let me start off. Okay, cool. So I am going to jump forward. So my number five moment, because I think, I don't know if this is something that I just wasn't aware of or something, but I did not know this game was going to be announced or anything. Um, this is, so I've got it playing in the background there, Star Trek Resurgence. Um, the Basically a new Star Trek game that's coming out, which it kind of, like, I was like, oh, this looks awesome. So... I mean, I don't know too much about it, but I know that's a kind of Telltale, Telltale, wait, Telltale Games style game. So I couldn't get that out of my mouth just there. Um, um, but set in the Star Trek universe. Um, I mean, I really enjoy Star Trek stuff more more so these days than I used to as a child and stuff. Like, I, I think it's, a, I think I prefer, I think I've got to the point where I actually prefer Star Trek to Star Wars. What a twist. Um, I'd still love Star Wars, by the way, but yeah. Um, I've enjoyed more Star Trek I, I could, stuff over the I, years. I would actually probably agree with that in, in some of the recent stuff. I, I I've been getting into Star Trek too, so um, I completely forgot about this game though. This does this did look really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I actually to be honest, I should have I should have probably checked out more facts about it. But I don't really know much more about it other than it's in Star Trek universe and it's very much a story driven mm-hmm. game. Star Trek Resurgence. Um, Is it developed actually by Telltale? No, because they they they've folded now, haven't they? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But, so, I mean, but it's from what I know, it's a, it's a Telltale game style of game, if that makes sense, that, like okay, a story driven okay. game. Maybe it's got some of the developers. I was wondering if it. it's, it's yeah, that's what I was wondering if yeah. like some of the, the former dev teams. Let me see if I can quickly do whip up some um, 
Yeah, uh, some info. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, we don't have to. If you don't have the, the, the stuff, I'm, I'm ready to talk about my number it's five. It's basically moment, a big though. sci-fi adventure. That's what I'm, that's what I'm reading. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> cool. Um, what is your number It's basically five? Halo Infinite and Star Trek. That's yeah, what that's it, exactly what, what it is. Everything is now Halo Infinite. That's what's happening. Um, <laughs> I almost put... I almost put this moment in here. Um, Ooh, okay. You know what? I can, I can, I, you know, I can fit it into my next one. Never mind. But okay, okay. I'm gonna go. My number five moment is Sonic Frontiers. Ooh, let's really? load, let's load that up. Let's load let's, that back. Here we go. Yeah. Lovely stuff. That. Yeah. So um, we 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 knew that this was going to be coming like a few mm-hmm. days ago or a few days before the Game Awards. There was some, you know, some rumors and and stuff going around, and and I think. Sega eventually kind of confirmed it, uh, but I, I, I mean, they didn't show a lot here, but I was pretty. I I don't know. I thought it looked good from the the settings because a lot of it is just CGI that we're seeing. You know, you're not seeing like any gameplay, but you're seeing more of the locales that you're going to be visiting and things like that. And I thought that a lot of them look great. What did you think? Yeah, um, I mean, I know there's been a lot of like on you know Twitter and you know social media, there's been a lot of Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, Breath of the Wild kind of comments and stuff because it kind of has that Breath of the Wild open world vibe, obviously, and stuff. Um, I think it looks gorgeous. I mean, I I know a lot of this is, I guess, it could be CGI traders. There's some bits that do look like it could be in game graphics, but um, yeah, I, I think it looks awesome. And this is kind of what I've wanted from a Sonic game for years basically now um like something that's more open world and more expansive and like a bit more free because um too many too many modern sonic games are so linear in your gameplay and the levels and stuff like the original sonic games even though they were linear like point a to point b you had freedom of going up and down and back and like left and right and going finding your own way through the level and that's almost what I'm hoping from this so it's almost like kind of like what we do with halo we're finding our own ways to complete missions because we can go anywhere basically and do that basically so that's kind of what i don't know man i that's what also kind of scares me about oh really to be honest with you uh i just i i don't know man i don't know if i have the the faith in sonic team to to do this the right way i don't know i I want it to be good (laughs) i just i don't know it but i will say from what i've seen it's my number five so i i'm not crapping on it i think it looks good from just the the kind of the style and and some of the stuff the aesthetic that they're going for because that's really all we we have to go from with this right i mean we have a little bit of some more information about uh i I forget what the uh what they're calling the the area or the um the world that we're in in this one um that's come out but beyond that i think this is the only like trailer that's come out since then uh yeah i'm i'm excited to see what the gameplay is gonna gonna be like i just i've seen other fan uh like uh, projects that have been doing this i think what we talked about last week was it like sonic utopia was one of them or, or yes, what, things like that sonic's or? utopia had a well it was a single level green hill zone which was kind of open world but there have been some other more open world ones which are bigger yeah i just can't remember um, the names of yeah them. there were some them I, I played yeah. them and there's some really uh, you know, cool, you know, concepts that they were dealing with and, and showed that you can 
Sonic, I think, can work in this uh, type of game. I just, I don't know, man. I just don't know if Sonic Team's going to be able to pull it off, is all. Mm. I mean, they, they haven't, they haven't had a great track record in the last few games, but I want it to be good. So I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. That's where I'm at with, with yeah. Sonic Frontiers right I, now. So that- I'm trending upwards on it. So that that is actually on my list of number three as my of my, of my reveals. So Sonic Frontiers was so yeah. I'm very hyped for this game. I I I'm I, I'm in the Sonic you know the Sonic cycle. It's like oh the Sonic game sucks. Oh my god they've announced a new game. Is it going to be good? It's going to be amazing. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And it's probably going to it's probably going to turn out to be not so good. But potentially this could be one that is good. I I've got the faith. I've still got the faith. <laughs> oh man. Okay. How many so times can we burn this? How uh, I've got the faith. But how many times can we be burned, Chris? Like, how many times? Well, and that's another thing I was going to say is, hey, the Sonic community has been begging for this for how long now? So we're finally going to get it. And if it sucks, that's on you guys. Yeah, I hope Sega know? turns around and does that. Like, if, if everyone goes, oh, this sucks, well, you asked for this. This is... You buy it. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted it, you take it. (laughs) You love it. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So that's my number four, my number four moment. Um, So this is a game I've heard of, but uh, like, like I don't know if I heard a leak or something, but I heard about it and then then I saw the trailer. Like, this looks cool to me. So this is Forspoken, um, which... It was a bit weird because when the, the they had the two of the lead actresses um, in who are in the game on stage, you know, revealing the trailer, they had um, so the the main protagonist and also the main bad guy, I believe it is. Um, uh, they, um, they, but the, oh right, yeah, that was all. That was kind of an awkward uh, exchange between them. But. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it was you know it was fine. I guess yeah, um, but it's weird because the the actress who plays the main girl in it is English. And it seems like all the other voice actors in this are either English or are putting on English accents. But in the game, she's got an American accent. So I was like, what? That's really weird. Like, I don't know. I, I know I know you get English or American actors who do, do their voices vice versa for various reasons. But it just seemed like medieval style game, kind of. Like, I know it's got fancy magic and stuff in it. Like, it, it seems like the English accent would be quite fitting, especially if all the other characters are... English, I guess. Like, I wonder I if there's some element to it that we don't know yet. That there's that there could be like a reason for it. Like, maybe, maybe she she's like current day, or you know, and she got zapped back in the past or something. Possibly, sort. yeah. I think, yeah, because there was there's actually one of the cutscenes they show in this trailer where she does seem to be wearing very modern clothing. So I'm like, maybe is that's the. So I don't really know the full story behind the game. So maybe that is something to do with it. Um, yeah, I, man, I I will say though this. I did had no knowledge of this game, you know, before, before I saw this trailer and I was like, Whoa, what is this? <laughs> it looks great. Um, and doing, looking more into it, you know, finding the, the developers behind is luminous productions, which, uh, I didn't realize, but they are basically the, the development team that did final fantasy 15. Yeah. They're a subsidiary, uh, at square. And that I was like, okay, that now, it intrigues me even more. And I watched, uh, cause they did release a, like a five to six minute gameplay video, mm. uh, yesterday or a few days ago. And I got to see that. It seems the cool thing about it. Cause this looks like a kind of an open world game as well. 
uh, but you can traverse really quickly in the game. Like she's got all, she's kind of like a witch, I guess. It's, yeah. She's got all these spells and abilities. And what's neat is it seems like the way you cycle through some of your spells or incantations is you have different like fingernail designs, like literally like it looks like nail polish and other things like that. They have different looks like ruins and other symbols and things like that on there. And it seems like that has some sort of uh, relation to uh, what your spells and things like that that you're using. So there's a, a lot of cool things that play uh, and neat mechanics that um, it, you know, that's there. So I'm, I'm excited for this game. You know, it's got a good studio behind it. They did Final Fantasy 15, which had an awesome combat system. I really enjoyed that. I mean, that was one of the first, you know, games, I think. And that was the first Final Fantasy game that, that brought that real time, I think, into the mainline series, I want to say. I right? Like my, and then my... they did it with... Um, because that was before the uh, the the Final Fantasy VII like, remaster. I feel, I feel like there was one on the PS2 which had some real-time fighting in. But I... I've only played a handful yeah, of Final no, Fantasy no, games. No. They're not my type of games. And there was, I'm pretty sure I had one on the PS2, which I remember, do you remember playing and being like, this feels like real time combat? I can't remember. I'm not, don't quote me on yeah, that. But, I don't really know. I'm yeah, not an but expert on Final my Fantasy. My point so. is, though, is that this team has, you know, some quality <laughs> yeah. development experience behind it. And, Absolutely. and so I think this is going to be a, a good game. So yeah. it's cool. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. It looks awesome. Brilliant. I just want to have a quick shout out to Avu Lee in the chat. Hey, hey buddy, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Um, hey. Yeah, he's he's be he, uh, he's saying um, uh, he's with Graham and uh, <laughs> um, wait with about what? Uh, this about is what? about I think this is about the award stuff at the start when we were talking about uh-huh. that stuff. Like he was, he was one of the things he was saying. Traders do not represent gameplay and stuff. And he says I'm with Graham. TTG exists, just a lot more minor. TTG. I don't know what that is actually. Anyway, um, yeah, awesome. Hey, buddy. <laughs> um, should we move on to your your number four? Oh, yes. My number four is number we'll four. stick with uh, on the Sonic hype train Ooh, yeah. is Sonic the movie two. Um, before we get into the just the trailer, though, like I want to talk a little oh. bit about this uh, Ben Schwartz and how yeah. awesome he was in this bit because that was hilarious. Like his whole um, opening. With the CD and the call, I I, I genuinely was laughing. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, and just then it led to one of the most Jim Carrey moments that you'd ever see. Because I guess he was at, he was going to be there, or that's how they said it. But he submitted a video, and it's like he just is like you know saying like, oh, he's kind of announcing that they're going to do the trailer, so they're leading to that. But then he talks about it, he's like, oh, I want to tell you this word of advice that my Irish grandfather once gave me. He's like, don't grade it in the grater. And it just gets steadily more insane and psychotic uh, as it goes. And man, I love Jim Carrey so much. I, and he's just, he's so full of energy and, and excitement all the time. And I love that. <laughs> I was cracking up laughing. I've shown so many people just that one video since then. Um, I want everyone to see it. Yeah, uh, it, but that, that was, was great. Brilliant. I thought that yeah. was such a funny lead. Yeah, I did. I did. I did like it. Was yeah, the bit when um, uh, Ben Schwartz was was like, you know, holding up the DVD, going, "I've got the trailer for the new Sonic movie here," and he's like, "Well, it's not actually on this because no laptop has a DVD player on it anymore, so this is just a blank DVD." Basically, I was like, "That's so true." <laughs> it's so true. Um, but yeah, and uh, again, they, they went in to show the trailer. Now, I didn't actually, so I didn't watch the Game Awards live. 
but I saw the trailer before I saw the Game Awards video, if that makes sense. I think they they basically put out the trailer straight away afterwards or whatever. Um, Probably. But yeah, this this I I mean I love the first movie. Uh, I think Scotty didn't enjoy it so much, um, um, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I and- think he he really didn't like uh, the um, I forget her name the uh, the wife's sister. He thought she was really <laughs> annoying, but it looks like she's back again. So I, oh, I saw right. her and I immediately thought of Scotty. I was like, yes. <laughs> but um, I knew Scotty was like, ah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I. No, but yeah. what did you think uh, of the trailer? I loved it. I, 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 I think it's really cool. This is actually going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be a really good movie. Uh, well, I hope it is, at least, because the first one surprised me of how much I enjoyed it. Like, I know when it came out, lots of people were like, it's a really good movie. I was like, is it though? And then I saw it because it, it came out just as COVID was really hitting and it came out in the cinemas over here. Um, but it was like literally just as we we're having lockdown. So I couldn't go to the cinema to watch it. And it ended up coming up on like, you know, Microsoft store or something on my, my Xbox. I was like, I'm going to just gonna buy it and watch it. And I was like, that was so worth it. Like for 15 pounds or whatever I spent on it, like, which is, you know, full DVD, Blu-ray price these days. Um, I was like, that was awesome um so yeah and this this looks really good and i love what they've done with um the knuckles reveal as well um i thought that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah i thought that like the first movie really it felt almost kind of like a prequel in a way of just kind of getting the whole thing started because it really was a, a kind of just a, a, a kind of a a buddy cop style movie you know like a buddy adventure movie with sonic in it you know and then you had because even Robotic really wasn't Robotnik until really the very end, you know, just visually, like looking at him. He didn't look yeah. like Robotnik. Whereas now with the sequel, like we're, we don't have to do all that stuff. Like it's, you know, Robotnik is back and he's looks maniacal and as crazy as ever. We have tails right from the get go. And then you have Knuckles coming in. And so I feel like now the movie and the, in the kind of world feature so many characters that it's truly going to feel like a sonic film now it's yeah. not going to feel like a movie an adventure film that sonics just happens to be in it's going to feel like this is truly you know like sonic and his pals and you know fighting robotnik yeah uh, you know and, and i think that from that perspective i'm really excited to see where they're kind of going to continue to take uh the series uh i i thought it was great hearing idris elba's uh knuckles uh, and I love the fact that everyone on Twitter blew up and was like, I thought he said he wasn't going to do the sexy voice. He's lying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I love it. Oh, oh man. Yeah. yeah. It's so it good. sounds like it's a, they have such a good cast. Uh, mm. And I forget the, uh, the actor doing tales. Uh, they mentioned the person, but oh. tail sounds perfect. Is that the original, the, is that also the, the original tells act voice actor? I can't remember uh i'm i'm terrible with the names of of all of them but yeah they, they sounded great as well uh it, it just the i'm excited for what this cast is going to be able to do with i think more fun material to work with now that you've got robotnik completely crazy and all this the stuff that they can they can do there um yeah she's the she's the voice of tales since 2014 in the Sonic franchise. What's her so, name? We should, Co- we should mention her name. Colleen O'Shaughnessy, I'm going to guess. O'Shaughnessy, okay. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure we we yeah. um, gave her credit for that. So, no, they, they all sound great. I Like I said, I'm excited for the series. I think 
if this if this movie could continue to build uh, on you know this momentum that they have with Sonic and more people continue to watch it, I, I'm hoping that we could get a, a third movie potentially. And what who do you think they would they would introduce at the end of this one? Because now I, I'm hoping they could do that. Would it be? I really hope like, it's big. Are the they going to go Metal Sonic? Oh, big, it got me big the cat. I'm, I'm, oh, on the, I'm a big the cat fan. I thought his bits in Sonic Adventure were great. I love the fishing. I love Froggy. Bring back big the cat. You know what? <laughs> they do enough. Like that movie is self-aware enough that I could see them doing a reference or at, at a minimum like a reference or something like that. But uh, no, I would love to, to see maybe like Metal Sonic coming in or that something like that would that be, cool. be cool yeah like metal, yeah metal sonic would be cool seeing him come in um because i assume that we're gonna at, at some point knuckles is gonna turn into a good guy you know well, there's something you know maybe he doesn't he, that's he, the twist maybe <laughs> maybe. maybe so yeah I, but yeah, yeah. And it was quite interesting because um, from the trailer, um, you know, obviously like Sonic does a spin dash at him and he sort of just holds his hand out and basically goes, does it look like I need your power? And like hits Sonic on the head and knocks him out of it. Um, and some people like on social media are like, whoa, what? How, how can he do that and stuff? But then other people were pointing out in Sonic the Hedgehog 3, at the opening bit, Sonic's in his supersonic mode from Sonic the, at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, flying along and Knuckles jumps out and just knocks him out of supersonic mode. And he's like, it's in the canon, basically. Knuckles can do that. Knuckles is powerful. Um, so yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, good point. I like this." So yeah, I, I'm copping Knuckles too. Yeah, like I, I think it's good that Sonic's not the only powerful being, as it were, in in this. So I'm 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 really excited for it. Yeah, it's, it's good. It looks good. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. And I love also the fact that uh, I forget the guy's name. It's Jim Carrey's kind of henchman. In the first oh, one, yeah. that you remember how he talked about because they had that one weird line where he's like, uh, "Of course I want a cappuccino. I love the way you make them." Yeah. And and now in this trailer, this trailer was set up so good too. Like it was a perfect trailer for this movie. But you see him; he's like a barista now. Like he has his own coffee shop and stuff. He's just I, I guess it. been waiting for robotics. That is perfect. Yeah. That's that's the kind of stuff about this movie and why it makes it so fun. Uh, and and so I'm I'm excited for it. It's the kind of movie that I I genuinely enjoy watching, and my kids really like too. So um, I'm yeah. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. Yeah. What do you, okay, what, quick question: What do you think is gonna be better, Sonic Frontiers or Sonic the Hedgehog the movie two, whatever? Sonic the movie two, okay. without a doubt. <laughs> Even if Sonic Frontiers <laughs> is really good, I think the movie is like just the okay. quality is. is is going to be a lot better. I, I reckon. I reckon Sonic Frontiers is going to be the new Halo Infinite. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be amazing. It's going to blow everything out of the water. <laughs> um, the Halo Killer, Sonic Frontiers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's the Halo Killers. Um, yeah. So, oh, we kind of already done my my number three because mine was also Sonic Frontiers. So, should we go through your number three? Your number three. Oh, what is your number three? I haven't actually said up. Oh, Damn oh, it! God. No. Oh, I, I forgot wrong, to tell you. Um, it's eleven oh six. So here we are. When I first started watching this, I had went I went outside and like smoked a bowl. <laughs> uh, I may have smoked two bowls, uh, maybe like a two for one. Uh, and I came back in, and this was like it started midway through, and I started seeing it. I didn't understand what was happening, and I was like freaking out. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck is happening?" I just saw this like giant ogre with tar. He's on fire, just ripping people apart. I'm like. 
it was pure chaos and like fear inducing. I was like, Oh my God, what is happening? Oh wow. And so I had to stop and go back. And then I realized, Oh, it's just, it's video games, not real life. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really. You thought happening. the game awards had been taken over by no, a giant. It just, oh man. It just, it was like, it was looked like the most scary horror movie I'd ever seen because it looked like Braveheart, but yet with a giant, troll giant that's on fire killing everybody <laughs> oh but wow the thing is love the it. reason why i love this and then so okay after i got beyond uh that panic attack induced uh you know fear but um i, I went back and, and and bumped it back a bit and and saw the introduction and everything and what's neat is, is like this is all rendered in the game so this is yeah. not at all like FMV or any other stuff like we saw with, you know, Sonic Frontiers, like this mm. is all done in game. And this is one of those games that I think this game looks better than any other game we saw. We, oh, we haven't actually game. said what the game is. Yeah, it's real. We haven't actually said the name of the game. Chris, what is this game? We're looking what? At. Oh God. Sinwa Saga Hellblade 2. There we go. Thanks. We'll start there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought yeah. we did. When, when, yeah, when the, um, you know, when it dropped, the camera drops down at the start and like the rain falling, come down, look at her face. When I first saw that, I actually, for a briefest second, I was like, that just looks like real life video footage to me. Like it, it, it looked like an actor and it looked like a real beach or whatever, you know, in the rain and stuff. And I was like, whoa. And then it sort of, you know, it does, you know, your eyes get used to it. Like, oh, this is CGI. But it's in well, not CGI. Sorry, it's, it's computer generate. It's computer. It's a computer game. It's in even though it's in the real game. Sorry, uh, people say CGI for the cutscenes. It's it's, it's computer generated. You but sound it's like me trying oh, to explain oh, the, uh, the, the Matrix <laughs> thing to my wife. The whole, the, the, it was oh, terrible. Um, but yeah, I I was actually blown away by this. This was like because I think the graphics and stuff so far that I've seen on a lot of. Um, you know, Xbox Series X and play PS5 games look look great, but this is one of the first ones that been like, "Whoa, this is a new generation shit here!" Like right here, this is yeah, amazing. I agree, and that's what I was gonna say is that I think this looked better than any other game that I saw. This this blew me away just from a just an awe of like what they've been able to accomplish visually um, with this game is amazing. Uh, with that said. I will say their game plan here of just throwing a bunch of tar on <laughs> flaming tar on a giant and just throwing these little spears at them is terrible. Might be on par with the the game plan uh, at the you know in the Game of Thrones when they went against the White Walkers no, of all time like worst military blunders. Yeah, just, this could be. If we there. just charge at them, what can go wrong? And everyone <laughs> just dies. Like oh oh yeah. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know what the thing is, I had to rewatch this, uh, and I, I was listening to it the next time with uh, headphones, uh, because if you really pay attention, the giant that you know they're attacking, he's trying, he's telling her and, and asking her to help him the whole yeah. time, and he's like reaching out to him. So it's like he's not trying to kill her; he's trying to, he needs her help or something. There's some weird stuff going on. I will say I've not played the first game. And so I have no idea what's happening here, but this trailer completely hooked me, and I, I definitely want to get into the series now. Yeah, I, I own the game. I still haven't played it. I got it on my PS4. Um, 
But yeah, I, I never, I never actually bothered playing it, which is really annoying. Because it's one, that's one of the games that I like when I got the PS4. I was like, this is a game I really want to play. Um, but yeah, I'd never got around to playing it. Um, the, 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 the interesting thing though is that I thought that this was a, I know it came out on PC a bit later, but I thought this was kind of like a PlayStation exclusive, but this, this was the Xbox advert for, um, Hellblade 2. Like, so I didn't realize the series wasn't owned by Sony. If that makes, there's that, that's probably really stupid of me. I do, I, I guess I don't really know enough about the series, but, um, yeah, like, it looks really good. <laughs> it looks really good. Um, I definitely yeah, Ninja Theory is the developer, uh, and they're not. Hey, they used they did wait. They're the same team that did Ninja Gaiden, or was that a different team? Was that a different Ninja team? Different Ninja team. They okay. did. Uh, they did Heavenly Sword, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West. They did Depths Double uh, Okay, um, but yeah, I thought that they were because Heavenly Swords a PlayStation exclusive. Them? Yeah, it is. So this is um yeah, Xbox bought them or Microsoft bought them. So, oh, oh did, I didn't realize they actually Xbox bought them. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um that was one of the big purchases that you know Microsoft they, they went on that spinning spree. Um <laughs> Yeah, they did. So. Bethesda. Oof. I'm excited for any Bethesda stuff coming out. <laughs> um all right. So yeah, that was yeah. that was my number 3. That's uh I'm 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 just addicted to the trailer now because it's yeah it's awesome. But yeah, it's uh this looks like a really cool game. I'm very excited for this one. Um I I'm just going to have to go back and just play the original one. Fuck it, I'll just go on PS4 and play it, I guess. Um, <laughs> um sorry, one I was going to line up the next one which is my number 4. Uh, here we go. Okay. Just lining it up now. Uh, so it comes basically straight after Forspoken. Yeah, Forspoken on, on the thing. So this, for me, I, I'm very excited about this game. Um, I need to, Sorry, I need to grab a, a prop here that I have next Say to Say the me. game first. This time. Say the game we, first. We, we, we didn't. It, it's the sequel to one of my favorite games from last generation. Um, Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2 is what the game is, basically. So if you don't know about this, this game, I guess... Um, hopefully you know about warhammer hopefully you know about warhammer 40k but yeah um this is the space marine uh game which is the when the first game came out everyone was comparing it to gears of war um because it's a third person shooter and you've got like a sword with a freaking chainsaw on it and stuff and everyone's comparing it to that the gameplay is so different yes they're third person shooters but the gameplay is so different the story was brilliant in the first one. I just thought the whole game was just so much fun. Like, was it the best game ever? Probably not. But I had so much fun with it. And I was dying for them to make a sequel. Um, and then um, it's, it's actually... Re- the th- crazy thing is, it's Relic Entertainment who made the original, who is now owned by Sega. THQ was the publisher um, who went bust and they got all their properties and stuff got bought out. So it was almost like, who would make this next game? Could it be Sega? Like, could could Relic make the next one? But I don't think they actually had the license. Um, and yeah, so it's not it's not being made by Relic or Sega at the moment. But Saber Interactive is the developer. Yeah, Saber Interactive. Um, uh, who actually owns yeah, right? the? I guess who actually owns? Wait, the... is that is that uh, the that might are they the publisher or the developer on that one? Um, I thought they were the developer. Yeah, it looks like they are. So, uh, but yeah, I, I it's funny because you said uh, you mentioned the Gears of War thing. In my notes, I said, still looks like Gears of War. <laughs> oh, my God. 
the annoying thing is though these characters and stuff were established years before gears of war because the warhammer 40k has been around for you know decades sure. now basically and they've had like you know they've had sort of comic books and they've had like uh movies and stuff about it um i am just very excited about this like it's it's so awesome um i'm yeah so i yeah. I, I didn't this one didn't even come close to, to my top five but i loved it though i really thought that uh the trailer looks cool i loved what are these guys called the big dudes your um, spartans space or... marines <laughs> Your Spartans, basically. Uh, well. <laughs> this, when they come down uh, and seeing how the aliens kind of like take a step back and they're scared and they just cut through everything. I was like, damn, these dudes are coming in hard. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so I wanted I want to play it uh, and check it out because I want to play some more Gears of War. And I don't know where we're going to be getting more Gears of War. So <laughs> as long as it plays like Gears of War, Graham, I'll it be It plays nothing like Gears of War. I'm just going to say that. It's well, it's not a cover-based shooter. It's it's faster. It's like smoother. It. It's awesome. Like, that's the thing. It's a, it's a smoother it's smoother gameplay than Gears of War, I'd say. Uh, I was saying Gears of War is a bad game. I enjoy Gears of War, but yeah, I... Basically, blew Graham my mind. Shit on Gears of War. Damn right I am. I mean, Gears of War, you don't get a jetpack, which lets you jump around levels and stuff, which is awesome. So, I hope that comes back in this game because that was so much fun. If you like going around with the grappling hook in Halo, go back and play freaking Space Marine. Yeah. Woo. Um, so my light is shining on this. It's really hard to show it. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Chris. What's what's the next game that you're gonna talk about? What's your what's your number? Um, what are we on? Your number two. Your number two. Yeah, my number two. I'm gonna say right from the beginning is Alan Wake Two. Woohoo! Um, Man, I, this Graham. Was, this is a game, a series that uh, we have loved for a yeah. really long time. Uh, I remember when American nightmare came out on the 360, we played that. Like, I think we do some online functionality to that, that we played together. Even I want to say, wasn't there. Did they have like, like an some sort of online component that we, you could play some sort of multiplayer or something like that. That weirdly sure rings a bell, but now I can't remember. <laughs> now you just said that. anyway. Oh so anyway. the point is, is that I love Alan Wake. You love Alan Wake, hmm. you know? So, I just didn't know if they were ever going to come back to this series again, um, but it, they announced it here, uh, and they said this time it's going to be a survival horror game, whereas like the last game was more of like an adventure game. This is going to like take more of the horror aspect into it, and holy crap, it looks awesome, dude. It's coming in twenty twenty three. There's not much else to say about it, um, but they did it. They did come in and confirm that uh, the original actor of Alan Wake is going to be reprising his role as well. So that yeah. is good news. The, the the interesting thing about this is the original Alan Wake game was published by Microsoft um, and it was ex- Xbox exclusive, well, PC as well, Xbox and PC exclusive. Um, and they, back in 2013, they revealed um, like a, a demo for Alan Wake 2 running on the Xbox One. Um and they're like, this is they're basically like Alan Wake 2 is coming. And then it got cancelled pretty much. Um, and they, they focused on Quantum Break, which I thought was an awesome game, Quantum Break. Um, but it didn't do so well, you know, sales wise and stuff. Um, 
But yeah, Alan Wake 2, as you probably saw from the trailer, or anyone listening who doesn't, hasn't seen the trailer, is actually on the PS5 and Xbox. So, you know, uh, it looks like Microsoft isn't publishing the game anymore. Um, it's, yeah, it's Remedy. Because I think Instant. Remedy bought the, the series back for Microsoft or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so, something, something like that happened. I think they reacquired yeah. it, and they, that's how they were able to do this, which, you know, good for them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they have this series. And uh, are, are they... I don't know who's who's publishing this. I wonder. I think it's um, Remedy. I wonder if they're just, maybe they're publishing themselves. Yeah, because Remedy published the PC version themselves. So I've got a feeling Remedy okay. might be just you know just doing it all, baby. You know, why why the bloody hell not? Because was it the, Sam Lake? Right? Is is the uh, the guy who came out in uh Sam Lake's Office? the director? Yeah. So um, yeah, he that I, I personally I Alan love Wade, the way he did it. Oh, oh sorry, what are you gonna say? No. I just said I love the way he did it here because he was basically like, look, I came all the way out here to show you guys this. Uh, it's all you're going to get for a long time because we're going dark and, you know, we're, not, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to be working on the game. So this yeah. is it. And, uh, and you know, but he, they gave us a lot to go off in here. Like, there's a lot to, to kind of dissect in this trailer about, like, what, you know, you know, going to be happening in the next uh, game and everything. I'm, I'm super yeah. excited to jump back into this. Oh, uh, so am I. Though. Yeah, because uh, Adam Wake is... Possibly, I think I've said this before on the show, my favorite game of that generation, like the Xbox 360 generation. To me, it blew my mind. It was one of the most entertaining games I've ever played. Like, everything about it. Like, I'm not a huge fan of horror games, and this is more of an action sort of psychological thriller game, but it does have horror elements in it, so I really enjoyed that. So it's going to be interesting with this new one if it's more purely horror, if I'm going to enjoy it as much. But I love the, I love the story progression and the way, the way the whole world is set up and everything, and just the gameplay and yeah, I, I'm really excited to get more, more, more Alan Wake is what, what I'm after, baby. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And the thing is they, they created like a really good weather system for this game, which they didn't really get to use it so much within the world, but they showed like a tornado going through the world and whenever it goes through it, like basically destroy the world in different ways. Um, it's like all, it's like all completely chaotic. Um, they did that in like a tech demo on the E3s when the first Anna Wake came out and I think there's something in the game that does do that but it's not a big part of the game so this like they they basically built this engine to do all this crazy stuff and they didn't even get to use it in the final game uh, which is nuts um, but yeah I, I'm just very excited for this next one it's going to be it's going to be good I'm just going to be good it could be the new Sonic Frontiers this is the new Sonic Frontiers, Chris. That's what's happening. <laughs> it's the Sonic Frontiers killer now. Oh, yeah. We move beyond the Halo killer. So Alan that's Wake right. 2 is going to be the Sonic yes, Frontiers Yes, that's what's now. happening. Holy that crap. is what's happening. Yeah, so that... Wow. And There's yeah, a that, lot going on in this, in this podcast. Oh, yeah. And that's actually my number one as well. So that's my number one choice, Alan Wake 2. Super pumped for that. So, yeah. Um, on the outline, it actually says Alan Wake 2 mofos. Yes, it with does. With three exclamation points. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And my Space Marine 2 said, Space Marine 2, bitches, because that's how excited I am oh. about both those games. <laughs> um, um, well, yeah, let's you, move into you, your next You gave one. us your, your number one. Yeah. I guess that leaves mine. Um, and let's try and get this is, bad boy going. Uh, okay, I guess bring it up. I was trying to think of a fun joke to okay. go there, but I can't think of anything funny. So I'll just go ahead and say it. Star Wars Eclipse. Okay. Uh, I... I seen this trailer about five or six times now and i get chills every single time i watch it i think this is as as what as sinwa's uh or hellblade 2 
as good as it was, like visually, I think it was the best looking one. I think this was just the coolest trailer mm. of the show uh, with these these dudes banging those giant gongs and the way the 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 eclipse like slowly fades in. I just think that's so cool looking. But I've been wanted to get back to kind of like the um, what is it the the old Republic era or the um, what do they call or the High Republic era, I should say. Um, of the Star Wars universe for so long because I'm so bored of just the same Skywalker saga. You know, I, I, <laughs> I love in the books, you know, like the Zahn, the Timothy Zahn books or the Th Thrawn trilogy, just be able to go beyond what you see um, in, in the movies. That's one reason why I loved KOTOR so much, not to the old Republic back in the days mm. because I was able, you're able to get beyond that and see all these different uh, Jedi and and other things that you've never got to see in the movies, and this is exploring that finally in video game form on on a console. I don't know if they ever did. I'm sure they may have on PC years ago, but looking at how good all the you know the CGI and stuff in this trailer is, we were watching it. I showed it to my wife, and she thought it was a trailer for a new Star Wars movie. Oh wow! It was all shot so yeah. well. It's just beautiful. All the different locations that you see uh, and, and and different characters. There's some awesome looking things that are going on in here, and absolutely none of it looks like there's any gameplay <laughs> at all here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I this looks awesome, and I love Star Wars, and this is the kind of Star Wars stuff that I've been begging more for. Um, like, just that's that's one of my biggest criticisms of. A lot of the movies lately, it's just it still evolves around the same characters and they can't move beyond it. And so I'm glad that uh, LucasArts Games is, is doing that here um, with Star Wars Eclipse. Do you know and who... Oh, sorry. I was about say? to say that. Okay. Even better is one <laughs> of my favorite developers, Quantic Dream, is behind it. Who they, I mean, they've been around for so long, even in the Dreamcast days, which... Graham, I'll let you say because I know you want to probably talk about it a little bit. They, well, they developed which which game? They developed the Nomad Soul or Omicron, um, the Nomad Soul in America. Wait, we're not talking about, we're not supposed to do any COVID talk. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Uh, stay on the Omicron. I'm oh, sorry, I set you up for that one. You did. <laughs> you son of a gun. But yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I know they are one of your favorite developers. Uh, so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, it's Chris. No, Chris aware of this this knowledge." <laughs> you know, this is it's great because I don't. I mean, they haven't had a chance to to work on like a license in. I don't know if they've ever done it. I'm trying to think. Um, the last few have. games, I don't. I don't think they did because the last one was that cool detective. Detroit uh, become human. Android Detroit become human. Yeah. Right and. And then before that, they did the ones with, uh, was it, um, who's Elliot Page now? Um, right? They did the one with... They did, they did Beyond Two Souls, and they also did Heavy Rain as well. Beyond of... Two Souls is, had yeah. the actor who's now Elliot Page. Yes, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, so, that's correct. Yeah, yeah and so that I, that was the last one I really played to completion. Uh, I played a bit of... Um, Detroit, as it was it, what was it again? I forgot the name. Uh, of it. Detroit become human. That's what it is. Uh, but I'm I'm really interested because I, I I do like 
the, the evolution of how Quantic Dreams has kind of evolved their, their style of game. And I think with Quantic Dreams, it's you either love them or hate them, those type of games. And there's a lot of people that don't like those type of games because they're light on gameplay uh, and it's more of a narrative and it's more cinematic. Uh, and some people just don't like that. For me, I freaking love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't get enough of that their stuff. Uh, and so I really like that. And I think their style of game fits perfectly with the Star Wars universe because it would be really tough to, to try to... You, I wouldn't say tough, but I think it's going to it's gonna combine really well to have a, a, a really cool, almost chill type of game where I can go in there and, and explore... Uh, this universe and all the different locations because that's really what I want to be able to do you know is like to kind of walk around and explore and like talk to people and hear all the different um, hear all the different like uh, accents and and alien voices and things because that's honestly I'll tell you what that was one of my favorite things about Mass Effect 2 which I thought you were going to say that yeah yeah, (laughs) going around like talking all the aliens in the in the uh, the Citadel and stuff if, if they could kind of get that vibe from Mass Effect 2 in Star Wars Eclipse, dude, I am all there. Yeah, that would be so. cool. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I, I'd be interested to see how they go, which route they go down, if it's going to be more, you know, sort of story-driven, I guess, style of gameplay, or if it's going to be action. Because things like the Nomad Soul, for example, that had the, I guess, you know, the Quantic Dream sort of vibe to it, but it was actually quite action-oriented. You had a lot of the... I guess the, the sort of, I want to say puzzle adventure types thing, which is kind of wasn't, but it kind of was. Um, but it has a lot of action involved in it as well. And then you move on to like Heavy Rain, which is not so much in that way. That's more the way it's story driven and as the way the actions that you make in the game that progress the story. So I'm wondering how they how they're going to play it if it's going to be more because Star I, I Wars is quite an action thing, but maybe it won't be. I think it's. It, I I honestly believe, it. and I I just can't imagine that they would give them this IP and say, "Look at what you've done in the last few games. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> do something different." I think they got this game because I think this is is a progression. Because if you look at their games, it's trending towards that. If you look at yeah. um, Detroit Become Too Human, uh, it's not going the opposite way, but it's it's just I think continuing to evolve the Quantic Dream style of game. And I think we're going to continue to see that with Star Wars Eclipse. So maybe we will see some more action-oriented combat stuff in it. But I think we'll still continue a lot on the uh, the narrative-driven uh, story and stuff like that. I think we'll yeah. see that. But I would be interested to see because you you don't want to make a boring Star Wars game, right? Oh no, yeah, because <laughs> like there's they did show lightsaber duels between Jedi and things like that. Um, but what's cool about it, and I don't know, and I'm sure there's like breakdowns on the story and like what's happening. Uh, I don't know any of that. I've just literally just seen that one trailer like five or six times, like I said. <laughs> but it looks at the end of it, if you notice, like those dudes like banging the gongs the whole time. At the end, they stop and turn around, and there's like this pool of like black goo. Oh, yeah. And this like figure slowly rises from Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I assume that is like the birth of the first Sith or some weird oh, thing like that. Ooh. 
Um, that's what I got from it. And that could be super wrong with Star Wars lore and all that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, I don't know enough about it. But judging from mm. the trailer, some dude coming out of that pit, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. I would probably not want to go grab lunch with that. Oh, I, I would. I mean, if he's going to be like the next overlord of the universe, grab a beer, the dude, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I'm definitely interested to see the story. And I, just touching on the whole story driven thing versus combat. If you remember the, uh, the original Knights of the Old Republic game, it didn't have a lot of combat within it. It felt more story driven because the combat wasn't real time. It felt, you know, it felt like it was a more story-driven game than that one, so it could still work. I think. Yeah, it, it really was. A, that was a turn-based RPG, though. You know, yeah, that was that much was... different than um, than that. And I mean, Bioware. Yeah. I mean, that's where Bioware was like kind of cutting its teeth with mm. what you know where they've come today. And so much like how Bioware has evolved their system of of kind of their their dialogue tree and how that has all evolved is is super. Uh, you know. Uh, extensive now but i think quantic dreams has kind of done the same thing with their format and style yeah but, totally um awesome. interesting to see what uh what comes from this yeah definitely, definitely. number one baby star wars eclipse Woo-hoo. well it's not alan wake 2 but i'm sure it will do <laughs> um so yeah that was yeah. um game awards that's our mini roundup yeah we um there's a lot of great stuff there like uh there's quite a few games i made notes of that i was like oh that looks cool that looks cool but I think those are the ones that like really, like really core Ryan's. That's what we're most excited for. Um, yeah. Um, any any future predictions on any of these games, or you just want to you want to see how it plays out? Uh, I'm I'm wondering if any of these games that say they're coming out next year actually end up coming out next year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, Sonic Frontiers tw- late 2022 not happening. I'll, that's my first prediction. Definitely right going to happen. Some Definitely going to happen. Delayed to twenty twenty three at a minimum. I'm not talking shit on Sonic Team. I'm not trying to be that guy. All I'm saying though is if you, I, I'm not even going to say that. Never mind. We're into the show. <laughs> Take it easy. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, okay. That's that's. I think I think with that that does actually wrap up the the, the main talk of the show. The main, yeah, but like, what what do you think of our opinions? Let us know. We're we're on various social media platforms, but check us out on Discord. We have a Discord channel. Um, so yeah, um, let us know what you think of the show or what what you think of our opinions on any of these games. Um, if you've played Halo Infinite, are you enjoying it as much as we are? Um, do you also not like The Witcher 3, even though I now like it? I've, I've agreed on it. Just let us know. Tell Graham why all of his game opinions are wrong. Yeah, do That's that. Please tell me why all my game opinions are wrong. <laughs> um, and did you enjoy the Game Awards? Or were you like me going, I don't enjoy it that much? I enjoyed the trailers. I enjoyed it to an extent that, yes, but I don't think I could have watched that live. That would have driven me nuts watching it live. The fact I could skip forward five seconds whenever... Anyone was accepting an award. I was like, yep, skip, skip, skip. Made it much better for me, you know? Um, yeah. Some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the performances were pretty good too. I, I, uh, the Cuphead one. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. Uh, that was really cool. I, I like that. Um, there were some really yeah. good ones. I, I can't, I, yeah. There's there annoying though that good performances. on the GameSpot video that I think we both watched, a lot of the audio got cut out at points. And I think then thing, the audio got out of sync at one point. So some of the, 
performances weren't really working towards the end. It was like, ah, so, but some of the, some of the stuff was really cool. I'm not going to lie. I, I think the whole presentation was actually very well done. I think, as you said, it was, it didn't feel, you know, underwhelming, if that makes sense. I feel like it was very impressive for what it was. I, I just think I'm not that audience. You just think it was whelming. It was you very whelming. It was very well. Right. Yes. Your yeah. Graham yeah. was whelmed. <laughs> Game Awards 2021. Yeah, yeah. Whelmed. Yep. Perfectly whelmed. A perfectly whelmed performance. There we go. <laughs> that sounds gross. I don't know. <laughs> A perfect, it was a perfectly acceptable show. There we go. How's that? There you go. It's very British of you. Um, better than some other shows. <laughs> um, anyway, right. Chris, have you got any um, last minute things before we go? I would just say, uh, once again, go check out the Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash megavisions, uh, where you can sign up to get issue two. Uh, like I said, we, we showed off the cover. Uh, we're well into doing design and layout on that right now. Uh, and so it's going to be coming out in February. Don't wait. Just jump on now. Uh, if you want to go get back issues, also go to our website, megavisions.net. Uh, and there's a shop, a uh, little link at the top. Click that and you can buy uh, back issues of issue one. Uh, we still have uh, back issues of our OG uh, issue nine and eight. I still think. I think we have a few left of issue eight. Uh, and yeah, there's also, I want to send a shout out. Like I, I, I like to do to our web team our news writing team because they've still been cranking out stories every day. Uh, and we've kind of moved beyond just the Sega stuff. Now we're covering all of the retro gaming industry and we're covering certain aspects of like modern gaming, you know, like the bigger games that have a strong tie to the old stuff, like your halos, Mortal Kombat, street fighters. We cover that stuff as well. So check out all the great content uh, that they're doing. Um, lots of good stuff there. Megavisions.net. Yeah. yeah. And you're also available on all the various social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah. Just at, just at Megavisions or at Megavisions Mag. You'll find us. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Cool. And with that, I guess um, let's go play some Halo. <laughs> let's do it yeah uh, can't wait till the co-op comes out next year Chris we're going to be co-oping the shit out of that so whenever yeah. Yeah. I hope everyone else was properly whelmed uh, during the <laughs> listening of, and watching of this episode fantastic yeah so do I per- a perfectly acceptable show anyway have a great rest of the week have a great weekend and be excellent to each other Honey, I gotta tell you about this sandwich. Chris, say something. Hello, hello, hello. Oh my god, is that working? Scotty, is this working? Is, is, is that working now? Uh-oh. I literally created what, a new audio channel with exactly the same settings as the other audio channel when it works. That makes no sense. The settings are literally identical. <laughs> For God's sake. Oh, my God. Do we need to start the show again, well, Chris? Like, has, no one's actually heard anything that you've said, so... Yeah, we probably should. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll I mean, start we, from the top. <laughs>
I, I, I think we could do. We could just very quickly just let's, do that if you want that's to. Fine. Do. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, I would like to talk to people about what we showed, right. and we have no audio for that, so we should absolutely okay. go back. Let's just do right. it. Let's uh, let's okay down and then up and hello everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Mega Vision Show. 